Welcome to another episode of the Dentology Podcast, where we discuss the business of dentistry. In this podcast series, we'll be discussing all the non-clinical aspects of dentistry, from goodwill values, finance, marketing, how to buy and sell a dental practice mindset, through to where you can invest your money in team management issues. My name is Andy Acton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Trevens. Let's jump straight into it. So welcome to our latest episode of Dentology, the Business of Dentistry podcast. And today, sir, it's just you and I. It is indeed. We have no guest. We are going to be here and um, we're going to be talking about uh, leadership, aren't we, I think? Exactly. Well, when we started this podcast, it was about the business of dentistry. It's great having the guests on, but one of the things that people have said is um, there's certain elements of business that's kind of good just to get back to sort of first principles as to what it's about. And I think so often people talk about leadership and management, but kind of get the two sort of crossed and interchanged mm. and we'll talk about management at another time but today it's about leadership which mm. is very much about style isn't it and i know yeah definitely we've talked before about the different styles of leadership and there's some great examples out there of people who are incredibly successful but just go about it in their own imitable way yeah own little style of leadership and also as, as we've always said there's the people we can learn from in both positives and negative leadership styles. Yeah, we, we um, spoke about, we were, we were talking about that with a guest earlier on today, weren't we? We were. About the, the things that we've talked about. There's a lot of we like managers that we've worked with or for, and their style has just been appalling. Mm. But you flip it and go, well, I'd never treat somebody mm. like that. And that's how you start to sort of form your own style. Mm. And I think also the other thing about leadership, isn't it? It's, it's really important. It, you can't really, I don't think, adopt someone else's style of leadership unless it truly is your style because if it's not authentic you can sort of keep it up for a bit but then eventually you'll you'll you know refer back to type won't you i I can always remember i had a bank manager once bless him and um, his leadership style was um somewhat stilted and um sort of like written down really mm. and I can remember once he went on a management course for you know how to manage the uh, his his junior managers better and he came back and uh, suddenly he was really nice to me and this guy called Kevin and uh, we couldn't quite work out what had happened so uh, when he went out one day and it was the good old days of uh, paper diaries we looked in his in his diary and he'd written uh, be nice to Chris and Kevin be nice to Chris and Kevin every day and that was like oh okay so because in reality it wasn't part of him but he he was reminding himself because he otherwise he wouldn't be it and it just struck me it's like you're you're trying to do this but the answer is you will revert to type unless you are authentic and it's original I think you're right I think if there's no authenticity there's no congruence it doesn't join up you know if you look at at people like Richard Branson, mm. famous for saying, screw it, let's do it. Mm. Very cavalier, very front foot, that's his style. And that mm. works for him and it's yeah. proven to work time and time again. But if that's not you, try to pretend to be... Yeah, like how can you pretend? Person. You know, it's, you're being a chameleon, aren't yeah, you? And, but, and ultimately, it's not true. But you could still be a fabulous leader without needing to be a pound in your chest, gregarious, you know, noisy person. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You still yeah. get... You know, I, I think back to... Um, Lord Coe, mm. you know, when he arranged oh, great and orchestrated great the, the London Olympics, you know, he talks about pressure being self-inflicted. He's not somebody who you would, you know, naturally see as being somebody who would kind of, you know, be pounding their chest and making noise. But he led a great Olympic Games. And by all account, funny fact, he did it without the use of email, apparently. 
it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'd struggle to, you know, how would you organise people? But then I suppose if you go back pre-emails, that's just mm. what people and I did. I think if you're a great leader and you've got a good vision and you've got a good message to tell, mm. people will gravitate and draw to you. Mm. And then they then become, you know, your ambassadors that then go on to, to share that message for other people. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like the weekend, I just happened to watch The Darkest Hour. I think it's The Darkest Hour, isn't it? You know, the Winston Churchill. Yeah, you know, Gary Oldman. And yeah, yeah he, he's a leader. Winston Churchill was a leader for that time mm. you know and, and interesting enough wasn't it they voted in him and at the end of the war they voted him out again mm. and then they voted him back in again about seven years later i mean but he was a leader for that time and he had his own inimitable style a bit like margaret thatcher you know wh- yeah. whatever you think of margaret thatcher from a political point of view i think you have to stand back and admire her leadership you know, oh, yeah. not her political views, depending on where you are, but but the way that she led the country and people and her cabinet, sort of, mm. she she got them along and the road, she, didn't know, she? First female prime minister, and also back in that day, you know, thankfully things have improved a lot, but perhaps not far enough yet in terms of equality. Mm. But back then, the position that she held. And the way she conducted herself, like you say, politics aside, but I know she famously said, I'm extraordinarily patient, provided I get my own way. In the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. That's real resolve. It isn't is, it? you know. What is that? The lady's not for turning and yeah. all those, you know. There's quite a few good quotes from yeah. old Maggie, for sure. But yeah, it's just a, a fascinating style. And, and, you know, there's that other guy, what's his name? Is it Malcolm Gladwell? Is yeah, it the, the writer. Guy? Yeah. The, you know, and he has his own view on. On leadership, yeah, which no, I think is quite yeah. fascinating. Yeah, well, it's, I think his his one is if 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 you know, a, a leader's not being obeyed, then you need to ask what's wrong with the leader. Yeah, because yeah. it is. I think you know, as leaders in our business, you know, you do set the rhythm and set your tone, and we'll come on to kind of the the characteristics and traits of, of leaders in it in mm. a minute. But it is it's, it's for us to set that. But I do think a lot of it also starts with your own mindset in terms yeah. of whether you're kind of a growth or fixed mindset and carol dweck has written a, a fabulous book on on this very topic on mindset mm. and she kind of distills it down to there are two types of people there's those who have a growth mindset who um embrace challenges you know, mm. always look to um, improve themselves if, if if there's any um any setbacks they'll look to see it as a, an opportunity to, to grow and move mm. forward so from that point of view that that's kind of where typically leaders and entrepreneurs sit but then you've also got the fixed mindset which are people that avoid challenges they give yeah, up easily yeah. but what i find fascinating about that is just because you've got a fixed mindset doesn't mean you can be successful because the tennis player john McEnroe had a fixed mindset in that if things didn't go well he'd blame anybody and mm. everything you know the balls were too soft the court yeah, was too, too low bouncy the grass was or whatever too it, long, might, whatever be, it yeah. might have been so you can still have phenomenal success but it goes back to one of our earlier episodes in, on the podcast about understanding yourself and knowing what sort of person you are. I think it's so important. I remember once when I was, you know, working in a bank, and you know, they they send you on these commercial courses, don't you? And I remember we did this exercise where Durham Business School had basically created a a bit like a mindset 
graph, for want of a better choice of words, and you asked various questions about, uh, or you were asked various questions, and then eventually, you know, you added up a total and you you plotted yourself on this total, and and this graph. And what was fascinating was they then showed us the results of where their research from entrepreneurs was and business owners, and what you ended up with was, uh, if you can imagine, sort of left to right, mm-hmm. uh, and left is fixed mindset and right is growth mindset the vast majority of bank managers were were clustered to the left (laughs) on this fixed mindset there was um most of the business owners were in the right Mm. you know growth mindset and then there was uh, i was sort of in the middle-ish bit more growth but still not like you know up the end and there were business owners and, and their point was the fact exactly as you just said was that Unless you know who you are mm. and what you are, how can you effectively communicate with someone else? If you can actually find out what that person yeah. is, then you can have a communication. But uh, I think the key does start with what am I? And and goes back to what we said right at the beginning. It needs to be authentic, doesn't it? You, you can't pretend no. to be someone else because eventually you it's, stop it's, pretending. It's, it's hard enough being yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tiring. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard enough. enough being yourself without trying to pretend to be somebody else. But I think when you get it right, because your business will get driven forward through your leadership mm. with, a, with, a, with a good congruent leadership style, that's what will actually drive drive your business forward. And I guess that comes in, in for me, sort of three different shapes and flavours. There's the tightness of cultural fit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Very that's important. kind of very much the... Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Sheryl Sandberg mm. style Facebook, you know, uh, Microsoft and, and Apple, how they operate. If you think about those organisations, the culture they have in those organisations is incredibly tight. And I, te- you- I tell you the other thing on that though, Andy, as well, which is quite interesting. That um, I saw the uh, the TV show on I don't know Disney, but about the woman who set up uh, Theranos, who oh, yes. who modelled herself on Steve Jobs and his leadership yeah. style, and. You know, it, what, what's what's sort of scary is that she modelled herself on Steve Jobs and she was financially successful. Mm. Obviously, she went bust because she scammed loads of people. But that style got people convinced. Oh. It's like amazing, really. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. No, 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 you, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's a good one. And then, and then you've kind of got the more evangelical approach, you know, the Mother Teresa, uh, yeah. the Martin Luther King. And, I mean, Martin Luther King, my goodness, if you think... When he did his I Had a Dream speech, that was in 1963. He had 250,000 people turn up to that mm. memorial to listen to what he had to say. Mm. There weren't any Facebook groups. Mm. You couldn't join people in a WhatsApp group to say, look, no, you had to be there, didn't you? You, you? you had to be there. But also, the way that message got shared was literally word of mouth. Mm. And a quarter of a million people decided to turn up to listen to what he had to mm. say. I mean, that is a following. Yeah, we talk about leadership and today mm. that term influencer. Mm. My goodness, that's oh, a true. Isn't there also a story that that wasn't necessarily what he was going to say? Yeah, somebody uh, shouted out from the audience. They said, Martin, tell them about your dream. Tell them about your dream. I mean, amazing, amazing. And we'd have and, never had what is arguably one of the most famous speeches in history. And also in a way, maybe that's another endorsement of leadership, isn't it? Being prepared to listen. To, to someone and, adapt. And, and think, well, actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the the last style is kind of the buy in and get out. And, and <laughs> you've already mentioned, you know, Winston Churchill. You know, it's Winston Churchill, it's Hillary Clinton. It's mm. that style of it's my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose depending on your situation and what you're doing, 
they kind of all fit into different situations and at different times. And that thing about reading your audience and looking at the environment you're in, you may need to adapt your style. To yeah, see. yeah, definitely. Well, I, I, and I think that the key one, isn't it, is some people's leadership is required at certain times. Mm. And then that's what makes people what they are or, or have that effect. And sometimes that's just not what the world needs or that no. company needs or whatever it might be. That leadership style does not fit with the the vision or what's going on around them. Yeah. But you're back to the fact that it's pretty important that you understand what your type of leadership style is. Absolutely. Because it, it doesn't mean you can't lead an organisation. What it means is you maybe have to adapt what you do mm-hmm. to that organisation or you engage someone else who mm-hmm. can lead on yeah. lead better for you or in a more down-to-earth, authentic way for what you want yeah. to achieve. And I think taking it away from style... I think the characteristics of strong leadership fall into four categories. There's, there's inspiration. I think mm. you need to be inspiring as a leader. I think you need to have a, a vision and you need to be a champion of your future because mm. then that inspires people to, to follow you. I think you need focus for sure because, so. I mean, geez, there's so many distractions out there. If you're not focused Especially on... Especially running a business. Well, yeah, if you're not focused on the thing that you're trying to achieve... If you're distracted, then the people who work with you, they're not going to have fun because mm. they're going to be distracted as well. Well, it, it trickles down, doesn't it? If you can't, if you can't focus on your own business or some part of your business, then you can't really take anyone else to task for not focusing on their bit of the business no. because it's, it's sort of like, well, hang on a minute, you're you're trying to show me as a leader, and then actually you're not delivering the goods. I, I think one of the other ones that's really important, and we've mentioned it a number of times, it's got to be authentic. Yeah. It's got to be genuine. If yeah. it's not, if it's not that, then you're sort of you're lying to yourself. But the thing is, if you've got a set of values and you don't live by those values, then it unravels mm. because you can't be asking of other people or you're not prepared to do yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And so, so you just can't keep it up. You know, yeah. your your mask is going to slip. Mm. I mean, uh, it's quite interesting. How many times do we see where? when our dentists are selling or buying and they're put in the cauldron of pressure, the affable, lovely person turns into a bit of a monster. Oh, yeah. And and the truth is, which is which is the true person? Because I sort of take the, the, the view that if you're a nice person, you're a nice person. If you get under stress, you're still actually intrinsically a nice person. person. You you might be very strident in your opinions mm. and what you want delivered, but you're still true to yourself. Yeah. Whereas I think sometimes when I see people flip, you're like, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, it's unnerving. <laughs> Which is the truth one. Yeah, yeah well, I suppose it's back to that kind of the authenticity but consistency of, mm. of how you behave. Yeah. But also I think as a leader, you're good, you need self-belief. Oh, because yeah, huge. You're, you're going to have hard days and if you don't have staying power... I think you're gonna you're gonna struggle because in the morning you wake up. Not everything's perfect. Um, you'll make more wrong decisions and right decisions, but it's important that you keep making mm. decisions. But the belief that you're working towards a bigger goal and you're going in the right direction sometimes gets challenged, and you have to stick with it. Yeah, because it's hard. Well, you imagine Elon Musk. You know, when when he sort of started thinking about Tesla, did, did he say to people, "We're going to build electric cars"? Uh, is that a good idea? Should we? Should we? What does anyone think about building electric cars? He he, he was like, we're going to build electric cars. Absolutely. That was it. That's what he wanted to do, build electric cars. He didn't really think about 
what other people were thinking. He said, we're going to do this. We're going to do those space rockets, you know, whatever, SpaceX or something like mm. that. Um, that's that's self-belief. Steve Jobs, you know, all these oh. great leaders. Virgin, Virgin, you know, uh, Richard Branson. I saw, um, I watched this thing on the Sex Pistols and I hadn't realised that after the Sex Pistols got dropped by two record labels, um, they were sort of uh, label-less and really no one wanted them. And uh, uh, Richard Branson signed them because he said the last success we had was Tubular Bells and you're the uh, you're the band that is upset the British establishment so much, so let's get a part of it. Now, that's that's being a leader, really, because that's sort of like, well, I'm just going to give it a go. Yeah. You know, you, you go back to your screw it, let's do it. Yeah. And, and he, he screwed it and did it and it worked Very out all right for him. But I think when you then pull together those, those things around kind of style and characteristics, you then end up with kind of how does that actually get deployed? Yeah, what does that actually look like? And I think being nimble and on your toes as a leader is important because I think as a as a visionary leader, what the messages you share will be transformational. Mm. That you'll take people to a place that perhaps they can't yeah. see, but you can see in the future. Mm. So I think there's a transformation element. But also thinking about kind of the the get in or get out, that kind of command and control. I think there is a there's a transactional side to leadership in that if you come into a business mm. and something awful has happened overnight and there's been a fire or a break in or something, I think you are going to have to go into a control and command mm. role and give people direct instructions of what need mm. to be done in that moment mm. to get through. Mm. And then the last one that's going to get spoken about, but I love, is, is the laissez-faire one, mm. which is basically as a leader stepping back just to create that space mm. because other people may want to get involved. Mm. They may want to talk. There might be some some leadership drive there. But if you're always filling the space, there's nowhere for them to go. Well, people, I, I think that, that people miss that one big time because mm. I think they all think it's either about like, well, I'm going to go over the horizon and then either I'll bring you with me or I'll employ someone who can actually get us there. Or it's their right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do A, B, C, yeah. D. And I, I think it's almost perceived, maybe I'm wrong, but somehow the, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to give you a little space, is almost seen as as a bit of a naff leadership style. Uh, I, I don't think it is because I think you need to give people a bit of air to, to breathe. Mm. And and your job, what's that great one? It's about, it's, it's about um, delegating, you know, if you're managing, delegating, not abdicating. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? You know, if you want to be a laissez-faire leader, that's fine. But it doesn't mean you're, you're down the pub or not paying any attention. It just means you are just mm. stepping back. But it's a conscious stepping back, mm. not an unconscious stepping back. And I think people perceive it as, as an unconscious, you know, like, oh, whereas actually you're, you're, you're being positive about it. I think it's like communication silence, you know, going quiet doesn't mean you haven't got anything to say. It means either that you're thinking or you're listening, mm. but silencing communication is incredibly powerful. Like in leadership, I think just stepping back and giving space for others mm. is incredibly powerful. So yeah, I think that your authenticity, focus, inspiration and self-belief, that's kind of the, the leadership mm. it's almost the like the equation. ingredients isn't it the ingredients exactly. for a leader and they will be in different proportions depending on you know what is it you can use the same ingredients to make a Yorkshire pudding a pancake or something, yeah. isn't it? I don't know I'm not much of a cook but I sort of think they're probably the same aren't they milk, eggs yeah. and maybe a bit of butter or sauce on. And, and depending on what they are you're a pancake yeah, or, you're, or, you're, or you're a Yorkshire yeah. or something um, 
or crepe. You could probably yeah. be a crepe as well, I suppose. Couldn't you? Exactly. Look at that a variety of. Yeah, options. look at that from the same ingredients of, of, of leadership. Perhaps we should put yeah, that. A bit of <laughs> we should. Perhaps we should. Are you a pancake or, or a Yorkshire? <laughs> but no, I, I, I find the whole leadership thing fascinating and mm. those subtle nuances. And I think what we'll do is we'll talk at a different time about management mm. um, because. There is a significant difference between leadership and management, mm. but they do they do overlap. There is a slight Venn diagram. They, they definitely where the dovetail. Two and and I think for for anyone listening, whether you're uh, a dentist principal, whether you're an associate, whether you're a business owner, and and also a bit of are you a mate to someone? Those leadership things, you know, they they oh. apply to everywhere. It's a life, life skill. It's not just like you don't skills. go, you know, put your suit on and say, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll put my leadership hat on. The answer is it should be authentic and part of you. Absolutely. Ah, good. Brilliant. I good. enjoyed that. Be leaders. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dentology, where we discuss the business of dentistry. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram.